0: And I'll tell you guys since we're since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Leigh Bardugo. You're listening to the Grisha Cast.
1: Welcome to Grisha Cast. Episode 90. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 24 and 25 from the book Rule of Wolves. This is your host, Eric.
0: And I'm Terry From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse.
1: A world created by a member of Yale University's secret society, Wolf's Head, Leigh Bardugo. Moi and you, Castor. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Happy Grishaversary episode two. Woo-hoo! Woo So let's real quickly get on into these listener cities. Yes. Yes. First,
0: we have Squim, Washington. Ooh, Ooh. Squim who?
1: And then we've got Carlton, Australia.
0: Oh.
1: Thank you all so much. So, by the way, sorry about last week. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah, Things skipped. happen. Things do. But we're back. And, um, yeah, so we've got some cosplay going on again, so if you want to check it out, go to our YouTube, and, um, you're looking, you do remind me of high school.
0: (laughs) Yes, I, uh, it is, I am kind of rocking the high school, the look that, uh, yeah, yeah
1: yeah I've, but I feel like high school would have been a lot darker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I wouldn't have contoured you know like this, but um but they yeah, it was good. thanks. It was, it was uh you know the heavy black liner and the black lipstick, and
1: That's incredible. I, mean, I did
0: actually wear my hair in a bun quite a bit in high school too, so yeah.
1: well, I'm just looking at the contour like that is incredible job that you did Wow, look at thanks. that bone structure. <laughs> work. So, I know.
0: If only I could look like that all the time.
1: So Terry is lovely. Bagra,
0: yeah, bringing
1: it on with a stick.
0: I mean, I don't really have one. I have a a pen, a wand thingy, a wand. No, it's it's a eyeliner. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh yeah. I actually I went to go look for the cane that mm. I used for the for the cast thing, and I couldn't find. it. Oh well. <laughs> So whatever, just imagine I'm beating somebody up with a with a stick. Yes. But and I was going for if you go to the Grisha verse page that has all the characters on it, I was going for that interpretation of Bagra, not the show Bagra. Because and, she's I don't know, she's darker in the Grisha verse like picture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's it is weird because now we do have like we have the show version of characters and we also have like the pictures that we've had. And mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I love the illustrations that they have yeah. of Bagra. So, um I am looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Faux so for a fantasy. <laughs> um I am just um I was in King of Scars. I am this is my interpretation of Sanct Gregory, and I have Fur blowing everywhere. Oh like, yeah, it is. Literally <laughs> in like the air.
0: In in the big lights. You can just see a little fur everywhere. It's in the tea, it's in the cream, it's in everything. But it looks fantastic.
1: Well, that's good. That's fantastic. I'm glad like I mean, this is got the little harp. Um mm-hmm. if you read Lives of Saints, which we will be, um, I kinda took the inspiration from the picture. And um his story was really cool. Like his actual story. Is he gets eaten alive by like wild animals, which is really sad. But um anyways, I also decided that I would another part of my interpretation is since he like connected with animals and he put them to sleep with um instruments and this little this thingy, I decided I'd bring out my shofar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sporting some Jewish Grisha verse.
0: <laughs> realness.
1: This is a shofar that I got for my bar mitzvah. Someone gave it to me. And, um, Would you
0: like to explain the significance to the non-Jewish fandom?
1: So a shofar is a horn, and this is literally a ram's horn, and it's used to make some really interesting sounds. Um, it's really hard to actually <laughs> blow and make the noise out of it. I've never been able to do it. I give myself a headache every time. But... um Look up Shofar Rosh Hashanah or Shofar Yom Kippur if you're interested in hearing what it sounds like. It's, um, yeah, it's just the significance of kind of like, I don't know, when alerting, It that's what it sounds like. I mean, like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. and the rabbi would stand up there and he, like, says, like, takiyah. And then that's like, <laughs> and then he's like, takiyah gadolah. And then that's like another one and, like. Special people can blow the shofars, and it takes a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Like, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, this is um, it is a very hard thing to do. And we both are in band, and I'm just saying, this ain't like no any of those instruments. Like,
0: I feel like it takes a whole different embouchure. <coughs> Look at you! <laughs> you made a sound,
1: and it vibrates your like lips yep. too much, though. So, um, that would probably. I don't know if that would really protect me as Grigori <laughs> if I was blowing that. at the, <laughs> Because his story is that, like, he plays the, like, um, he puts the animals to sleep with his music, yeah. with his little harp thingy.
0: And if you think back to King of Scars, yeah. he was the one that was all doing, like, shape-shifty thingies.
1: Yeah, exactly, which makes, like... Which is always so fascinating to me because I don't understand the connection between his actual story and Lives of Saints. Right. And then, because he was the weird one. He was the one that was like 8,000 eyeballs and mm-hmm. eight legs. And he was literally, I, I remember when you got to the part and you're like, things got weird. That meant <laughs> Terry just read about St. <laughs> Gregory. <Saint-Grigori laughs> yes. Because that is the yes. weird part.
0: Yes. That whole thing is very strange. But I... To me, in my brain, he's a little roly-poly bear. Because that's, that's what I think of in the story is the the bear that's rolling around. Oh,
1: that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Aww. That's, yeah. Yeah. I was going to actually try to do um, Juras and dress up like, but that would be like a dragon. And anyways, I figured this would be more fun um, to try to do. Yeah. Um. So, but anyways, I... Um, it's very creative. Well... <laughs> Girl, I mean, I just out of a book. I just took the picture, um, but we yeah, have but to,
0: to put the pieces together, you did a very good job.
1: Well, yeah, and what I realize is, like, as hopefully our podcast will keep going on and on, it's going to get harder and harder for us <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're going to have
0: to repeat things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, we've got some good ones though. The yeah. ne- we've, we've got two episodes left, right? That we're doing this. Like, I mean, we've got two more costumes left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what they are, but they're great. They really are. Yeah. (laughs) The next one's a little
0: little iffy.
1: (laughs) Truth. Um, One of them's a little iffy. Especially mine, because it's either got like it either works and you're going to understand it, or it's going to not make sense at all, and I'm going to look crazy. So I just hope all my items arrive in time. (laughs) Um, But the other one's going to be cute. Hey, we should stop talking about that because nobody can understand what we're saying. We're no, just, like, we're being and-
0: secretive, and that's rude.
1: But— <laughs> We I- don't
0: keep secrets from our friends.
1: I do want to encourage anybody out there that's like, loves doing cosplay, and if you have, like, any, like, good photos or you really, like, have a, like, did a fantastic Greciaverse cosplay, share it with us, please. We would love to show it during our Grishaversary month. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, this is fun. So, I mean— yeah please spread it. and some of the stuff I've seen, like you guys are really talented out there mm-hmm. really it's um some hard stuff to do, but um, so we got an email by the way I like
0: it when we get emails
1: yeah, and this person, her name is Carrie, um and she is from it says Chung Nam Office of Education, South Korea. Um, and she actually sent us an email just saying she's, she loves our podcast and she wanted to know more about us. And she had, she sent us this list of questions, which some of it had to do with Grishaverse, but the majority was literally about you and me. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'm going to tell you before was she did say that Terry is gorgeous. She could easily cosplay as Nina.
0: Oh, that is the sweetest thing. I know. (laughs) Thank you so much, Carrie.
1: Yes. Thank you, Carrie. We love that you love it. And yes, so um, we're not going to do all your questions right now, but believe me, you will get the answers to all of them. (laughs) I picked out a couple for right now because I thought they would be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So who are your favorite drag queens on Drag Race? So this is going to be hard because I don't. I just started watching the UK, and I really like some of them.
0: Yes. Um, Heidi in Closet is one of my absolute favorites. Really? I love Heidi in Closet so much. Um,
1: Because she's funny?
0: Yes. Yeah. I love um, her quick wit and her humor. Yes. um, Because it's not, like, too snippy and evil. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually funny. It's not like, oh, girl, no, she didn't. Like, it's, it's actually funny. Um, and then I actually, but then on the other spectrum, I love Ahura. Um, that's on the UK one. If I don't know if everybody's watched the UK one, um, but she gets a bad rap.
1: Is she in the first season or second? First. Okay. She gets
0: a really bad rap. Even now there's a lot of hate for her. Um,
1: remind me, what did she, so I like, I just watched the snatch game.
0: She's, I can't remember what she did for snatch Game. Ahura. She um she's the she's really young and everybody like she I don't know, she's very snotty and she's got dark hair and I don't know. But she's, she's there's a lot of controversy surrounding her and everything she does and everything she says. Um but I love her drag and she actually grew a lot during the season. Um
1: but I So I don't think Ahura was on season one. Yes. I don't recognize of UK? Uh-huh. I don't recognize that drag queen on <laughs> Oh. you are know. Are you sure? What? I it might be I really Maybe about, it was
0: us. Maybe it was Australia.
1: Oh. Well, it says Drag Race UK. Oh, well, Ahura. the first one. Yeah. But yeah. It says season 2 right here. Hey, the season's oh, good
0: season three
1: yeah (laughs) you are girl there's okay so wow yeah i am
0: this is this is my life i'm always confused
1: it's okay i mean it's gonna just get worse as we get older so just just...
0: bear with us exactly anyway (laughs) ahura okay i love (laughs) ahura
1: and you know i think i love it when people can actually appreciate someone's art instead of criticizing someone's character and also you know reality tv is not exactly just like reality tv right so, i mean she
0: she was a little snotty she I drag will drag queen that she um she didn't have a great relationship with one of the most beloved drag queens and that oh, didn't help word. i know i and i'm not a fan of this most beloved
1: one
0: yeah um and I think she went on She went on holiday, and she got a really deep, dark tan, and now she's being accused of um, blackface. Um, it's just, Is there's it, so much reaching. And wow. I just, yeah, so, like, I,
1: I'm sure she said nothing about blackface, and someone yeah, just, like, pretty they much... Just,
0: it was a, just an accusatory thing, looking at a picture of her being tanned. Yeah.
1: And see, that's what's crazy with Drag so Race. So much attack culture. Well, it's as things get bigger and more popular... There's just, I think what it is, is there's also a lot of younger, not, I don't want to say you're like immature, but there are some, I think it's great that younger audiences are watching, but they also, I think, haven't matured yet to the point of realizing, you know, I mean, what this sh- what the show is about. Like, I mean, there's a lot of pressure and yeah. like, I mean, what they're trying to do. And I mean, I, I think Drag Race would be so hard to do. Like, I couldn't imagine oh, yeah. it. And, like, it's an incredible show that, I mean, considering where we started, um, I, one of my all-time favorites, I'll just say that, and from the U.S. is Raja. Um, I've always loved her. She won season two, three. Raja's
0: on the U.K. version a lot. Raja is? Not, like, as a competitor, but, sh- okay, but wait, she I- comes on as a as, like, a guest a lot
1: like my In like the, work the really skinny tall like mm-hmm. well, oh my god i so raja's amazing and i got to see her perform at play and that made me just like holy crap it was incredible but raja is one of my favorites i know you love alaska
0: that alaska is my all time favorite um Sharon Needles, that
1: of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. When we
0: can get into it, we have a <laughs> we have a. Fun, we got a little
1: tea on that one we have a
0: fun story with that one. Um, a little hot. pearl, we've we've um, we've enjoyed pearl.
1: We've met a lot. Well, we enjoyed pearl in the <laughs> pearl is great. She got a little. Um, it was interesting. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, so we probably shouldn't waste the entire show on this topic. We could. We could do an entire episode talking about drag queens, and we might. Who knows? We will, possibly. We could. We could do that. It could be an entire hour's worth of talking about RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: It'll most likely be on our YouTube. Oh, yes. So
0: watch the YouTube channel.
1: From the UK version that I, my favorite right now, since I haven't finished it, and I know that you've watched, is, oh, my gosh, I can't remember her name now. She um. She played Donald Trump in the um snatch game okay um she um she's very young, but like she's just great um do you know what I'm talking about now yes yes okay yes i um, and
0: i i wanna say something I'm not gonna
1: you wanna say something, but you're not gonna
0: yes. <laughs> Well, you have you have um, the WoW channel, so you'll see it at some point anyway. Um, They actually have a show where they do that, where they impersonate Trump.
1: Oh, the WoW channel. Interesting. Yeah. Well, she did an incredible job. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so drag queens are amazing. We could talk about them for (laughs) hours. Moving on. Um, So next question. How did Terry come up with her pumpkin pie recipe?
0: Oh wow! I
1: know that's that, a deep dive. Well, uh, but that's a listener. Harry is girl. paying
0: attention. <laughs> yeah, I know because I mean,
1: I don't, I don't know. The last time we brought it up, I don't no. think we haven't covered an episode on it. I, I wow, mean, but yeah. Um, so, so funny
0: enough, um, I never knew how to cook or bake or anything growing up. My mom did not do any of that. Um, when I had the kids, I wanted to know how to do that. We got a pumpkin carving kit one year and on the back there was a pumpkin pie recipe and I (laughs) wanted to try it. I'm serious. Like on those carving kits that you get at like the Dollar Tree or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I tried it and it wasn't, it was okay. Um, but I was like, something is missing. And I worked on that thing forever. Um, you know, I wanted it to be more custardy. So I, kind of combined the dollar tree carving <laughs> pie recipe <laughs> um with you know like a, a traditional custard and I kind of combined the two um and it's a it's a secret recipe <laughs> Well yeah I, of <laughs> course I um that I hold very close to my chest um I get it because it is it, it's something that even pumpkin pie haters like
1: it's amazing it's the best pumpkin pie and i'm not a huge pumpkin pie like fan because it's not but it's it's, yours
0: it's not like strong pumpkin-y i think is the thing um
1: and yours is just it's a it's also a a winner all the time any kind of like i mean it's won a lot of prizes yes
0: i have a lot of blue ribbons from Uh. it Um, I'm waiting for Martha Stewart, you know, to give me a call about this.
1: Well, you know what? When I and oh my god, I remember Martha
0: Stewart is my hero. By the way,
1: the first time I saw your pumpkin pie, I also was amazed because they're also gorgeous. Like she, the crust is beautiful. I the first one I saw, you had leaves and like branches, and I was like, yes, who does that? My best friend does. (laughs) I had one that had
0: branches and birds. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I had one that had fall leaves all over it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I I learned how to make the crust because I, I started out, obviously, doing, you know...
1: You got to start yeah.
0: crust. And then somebody said something about how easy it was to do a pie crust, and I laughed in their face. Um, but then I had to do it because I'm one of those... I'm a type 7, um, so if I'm interested in something, then I have to squirrel out until I perfect it. Um, and, yes, it got to the point to where... Um, they were gonna disqualify me for bringing in a decorative plate.
1: <laughs> wow! And I was like, no, no, no. Well, that it, it's some delicious stuff, and I'm the same way. Like I, I make banana pudding, and mine happens to be pretty good. It's not like award winning because there is no banana pudding award. <laughs> there but, might be at the fair. Well, I no, I looked. There wasn't. Can there you, might
0: be an other category.
1: But um, everybody that's tried my banana pudding has been amazed. I switch some things around i don't use vanilla wafers i use a different kind of cookie and uh yeah i won't give away that recipe or my Google recipe so um okay. but what a
0: great question <laughs> it was
1: a really good question
0: wow we know you're listening
1: mm-hmm. so um what was a time when you were really impressed with lee's writing
0: oh my gosh all the time um
1: it kind of typi- evolves
0: So typically what happens when I – and we've spoken about this before. When I read a book, like I know exactly what's going to happen. I know the storyline. But I keep reading anyway because, you know, you want to finish it out. Um, Every time, especially in um, the duology of The Crow, The Crow duology, um, that is such a complicated storyline. And to have no idea where it's going or you think you know where it's going and then this like twist comes – and you're in the middle of reading, it and you're like, "Oh my goodness, where did that come from? I didn't see that coming." Um, that is such a good feeling.
1: Yeah, especially for you because you you do you can figure that stuff out. So I have be conversations
0: surprised. with you where I'm like, "This is what's going to happen." Yeah. Or and- I pick this up, and you're like, "How do you even?" But that's just
1: that's just you. I'm horrible at that. I oh my god, <laughs> I'm horrible at it. But um.
0: But no, she's. Yeah to write like that.
1: Yeah, I think I think her writing just ha- evolves every single time she puts out another book. I mean, literally like Rule of Wolves it, like itself like is beautiful some of the writing and like um it's great. I um I just love her story. I appreciate like a good storyline, mm-hmm. you know, like how we were saying on drag race, you know, um sometimes the winners start off like kind of shaken, but like it's a winner can... You can win RuPaul's Drag Race if, if it's all about, like, your journey. Right. And Lee's journey is really cool to see. And she's open about it. She's not hiding it. She, like, I mean, it's just... It's neat to see that. So, um, I love... Yeah. 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 So, um, next question, which I think this is a great one. It'll be the last one. What is a book that you wish you could read again for the first time? For me, it's... This isn't me. This is hers. For... For her, it's One Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosini. Hopefully ah, okay. I've never heard of that, Uh-oh. so I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but sounds interesting. Yeah. And I love that question.
0: Uh Voyager, I think. Well, yeah. If we're going okay, there's several that I could think of, but just off the top of my head, I would say Voyager, which is book three in the Outlander series. Oh, okay. Um because I would say Outlander, but Voyager takes you on such a journey. <laughs> so have
1: <laughs> I, like in the show, reached yeah, that part?
0: That would have been season three. Okay. Um, it's uh, <laughs> that book. There's especially like the middle section of that book. It just it tugs at me, and I've I read certain chapters over and over and over again. Like if I'm in a rut, I just pick the book up and I have them marked, <laughs> and I just read that section um it just it's special and i wish i could go through it again cuz the first time i read through it i was just bawling my eyes out and yeah
1: well and see what's funny about this question is like i have a horrible memory and <laughs> run like my life is at like 10,000 speed like i so i actually can pretty much read a book again that i've read um but i will say a cruel prince Mm. I um actually just started rereading that and I absolutely just love it. Um, And I don't remember all of it, but it's just like, it's, there aren't many books I can say that like, I absolutely love so much that I want that feeling again when you like, you know, the surprise. Right. And that's um really good stuff. I expected you to say a little bit about Anne Rice. No?
0: I mean, that's, I was going to go there too. Because um, there's a few in there that yeah like tale of the body thief oh man what a fantastic story um Lestat was my one of my first loves mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so yeah I mean that was and I was nine so yeah that would
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've probably
0: read it 20 times by now but
1: hey but like those books are amazing I mean they're, they just get us and I mean I and when I mean a cruel prince also by the way I mean the trilogy because I mean I can't <laughs> like that first book is great but the yeah, I there's love. just certain
0: writers that ruin everything for you, and Anne Rice and Diana Gabaldon are, and Lee, um, are kind of that. When you go to try to read something else, and you're like, ugh, yeah, <laughs> it's just not the same.
1: See, and I um, ac- actually, I am also going to include Shadow and Bone. I mm. um, because I um, I just appreciate that story so much, and it is so good. It's her first book, but like, it's just. I don't know. I never read anything like it. You know all the surprises. Like, I mean, like, yeah. fi- like you know, it's just—it it was great. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Okay, well, that was some good—answering some questions. And um, she did have a P.S. I want to read that says, P.S., I passed through Lebanon, Tennessee when mm-hmm. I went on a road trip about four months ago. I can't believe y'all are from there. I visited my friend. She lives near the outlet mall. All right. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Wow. I, and I am— um, I felt so bad because this email came in like about a week, week and a half ago, and I thought it was somebody, I thought it was something else, and it got buried. I didn't read it till this morning, and I was like, oh my god, this is somebody, and so I like immediately was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't respond, but anyways, thank you so much, Carrie, and yes, um, I'm gonna share the rest of the questions with Terry, and we will um probably do like a Grisha cast after.
0: Yeah. Answer
1: those, because um, those will be fun. But, um, thank you. We love doing that yes. stuff. Um, so... <laughs>
0: so, yeah, we should definitely yeah, get going. We should get
1: going. We've got two chapters, and, um, I know I shouldn't do this, but, um, Chris, can you give us a time check? Just so we know. <laughs> um, perfect. All right. Okay, so, um, it's me first. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, chapter 24 is Mayu, which, um... It's very different for me, by the way. <laughs> I haven't really covered a Mayu chapter. But, um, okay, so Makai says with um, so much assurance and honesty that she might reveal the secret laboratories um, used to create the care good that she still hadn't even actually admitted whether they were real or not, but she's considering it. Um, so we just have to remember where were we with Mayu. Mayu is... Back in Shuhan. She's trying to like um so she's with Ari. Um yeah, so you know we're in in Shuhan. So, anyways, um Tamar is with her, and um Tamar and Mayu um escorted Ari to a part of the palace called the Nest, which I found in a little intriguing. Um, it was a place I guess that she grew up with her sisters, and she's got a lot of memories. Um, She's been there for three days, and memories kind of fly by where the girls are all treated like they are heirs for the throne. However, the eldest is the one most looked upon to take the throne. And the boys are told, you can be—well, I feel like—you can be anything you want to be as a man of Shuhan when you grow up, as long as it's related to— These very large and wide, and a very large umbrella of options, military, medicine, or religion. (laughs) So I found that fascinating because I was just like, wow, what like a, what a change in reality. It's
0: kind of opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And like, I, um, I just thought that was so interesting. And it's just like those three options, military, medicine, or religion. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, must be overwhelming (laughs) to figure out like. (laughs) Which one you're going to pick. But um, anyways, um, Aries got her sisters coming. Um, surprise, you know, they're like, hey, what up, girl? Got to come and say hello. And um, they're silks and fabulous. Like, I mean, I would love to see this. It sounds gorgeous mm-hmm. to watch. Um, so I don't know how many sisters she has because I kind of was getting confused. But she's got two sisters that visit, Karu and Yenye. And then they mention a sister named Jem, and Jem is not there because she is mourning her daughter, Akeni, who actually is the niece of Makai's that we watched die in the very first chapter. Yeah. Oh, you just knew that? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, I went and, like, I was, like, thought I was just, like, a sleuth. I was like, ooh, I wonder if that's like... So I went all the way back to the first chapter. And I was like, oh, my God, that's her. So, okay, well, I thought it was neat. I thought I uncovered something that I guess you guys all knew. Well, anyways. But, yeah, so um, she's not there. Her daughter died in the blight. We know that. Um, Mayu doesn't know her sisters that well. We learned that, like, their relationship is very just... It's not, like, a typical, like sister relationship they all are very i guess kind to one another but they don't fight because they just don't get to know one another that much mm-hmm. um and the sisters like i mean we have to remember like what's really cool about shuhan is like i mean it's all about queendom so i mean it's not about kings and um so it's kind of like you know put some women in charge of who's gonna be on that throne i mean that's gonna There's going to be some conniving and some trickery. And, I mean, I love, I live for it. So that's (laughs) awesome. Um, Each one of the sisters has Tavkarad protection. And um, the sisters, of course, ask her about Ravka. um, And they discuss how Makai's presumed heir died. So that confused me. Okay, so Makai, Queen Makai's presumed heir, heir died which is a kenny how and why am i confused about this like i mean like that's her that's her niece right
0: yes that's who she was planning on in the very first chapter she says that's who she had planned on giving the king the queendom to
1: oh when she's done Mm -hmm. like when she. oh okay got wow okay i was just like and that's right i forget they choose you can pick Mm -hmm. okay well thank you you're welcome. Um, so um, this next part is a, conversa- a conversation that, um, well, I'll read it. It's, um, so anyways, quote, Carew has delayed her wedding date, said Yenye, working her needle through a pattern of violets. Only because I'm trying to find the right peach silk for my gown. Yenye lifted a brow and ran her hand through the white streak in her hair. It's because Makai's presumed heir died in that horrible blight. Princess Ari gasped. She was only eight years old. Yenye touched her hand to her hair again. I I didn't mean to be callous. I only meant Kairu swallowed a bite of plum. You meant that I would take a child's death as an opportunity for Makai to name her heir? Don't tell me it didn't cross your mind, said Yenye. It did, Kairu admitted, but Makai won't name any of us. There are rumors, though, Yenye said slyly, about you, sweet airy. End quote. So, um, the rumors that was interesting to me just because I mean, like, Ari says that she, um, because Ari is not interested in this at all, Mm-mm. she does not want to be on the throne. Um, she says the only reason she was possibly going to even marry the Robkin King, like, and did that whole thing was because she follows the order of the queen, yeah, um, and which is her sister, um. Anyways, that's the end of their conversation. The sisters leave. And Mayu is disappointed because this was Arie's chance to kind of, like, you know, get them on her side or explain further about the story of the truth. And she didn't do that at all. Um, She didn't bring up, like, hey, by the way, my sister tried to kill me (laughs) Um, twice. (laughs) And also, like, I mean, like, that was just her opportunity Ary mentions how, like, her sisters have no influence whatsoever, and also, like, it could even lead to the point where then they could use it against her, and they could go and try to go for the throne, and Ary's like, the last thing we need is, like, the throne to be in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, um, just because I feel like Ary is being pushed into, like, this, into getting the throne, and you can just tell she doesn't want it at all. Right. Um, okay, so, anyways, um, Aries not, oh, we already, oh, I'm sorry, I was about to say, Aries not close with her sisters, well, yeah, we already said that, um, Tamar thinks about her, um, brother, we haven't heard about him in a little bit, his name is Ram, I think we have heard that, and we, if we remember, it's rumored, right, that, cause he's missing, um, but it's rumored that, I'm sorry, I'm talking about, I'm confusing Tamar, and, whew, Sorry, girls. I mean, okay. Um, Tamar does not think about her brother, Ram, because that is not... No. Right. Um, I'm sorry. Mayu Mm -hmm. thinks about her brother, Ram. And Ram is... He went missing, and supposedly the rumor, right, is that he's a caregood.
0: Well, she knows that he is because the queen gave her the option to save him by killing herself. That was the trade-off.
1: right. Yes, you're right. I also, but I felt like that part also was kind of like still like sketchy, just because like you never know. Like I don't
0: think she fully knows, but she knows that he's in that program.
1: He's he's missing, and they were close, and they're twins. That's another thing. He was
0: missing, but she knows that the queen had him in the program. That special program that nobody truly knows what's happening.
1: Yeah, there is no proof of this. Um. So, um. Mayu confirms with Ari that um she's going to help her find her brother. Um they use the word "kevin," which I think is neat. It's a shoe word um for twin. Um they decide to stop squabbling and like Mayu asks Ari who she like they just realize they've lost too many people. This is wartime. Why are we like fighting over like it doesn't even sound like they're fighting, but whatever. Um and Mayu Ari says we've like I we've both lost too many people and Mayu's like, who did you lose? And she says her sister. Which is very interesting. Like, I mean, like, I mean, her relationship obviously, yeah. I guess, with her sister meant a lot. Um anyways, at this point, fireworks explode and in the sky and it's blue and gold. And um I didn't know, but that's Ravka's colors. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Damn. Yes. Okay. I, I was like, <laughs> H- how did I not blue and gold that's it like i i okay well blue and gold Ravkas colors everybody else knew um tamar says it that was the signal um saying that makai's messenger is on the move okay so they're trying to find these laboratories they um then get into a coach um and for a minute and then tamar says you know we're we're a mile away, possibly, from this place, so we need to go on foot. Um, and as they get closer, they realize that they are actually at a dairy. And here's a quote. Queen Makai had hidden this secret facility in plain sight, and her messenger had led them right to the door. She'd taken the bait. Ari had made sure to tell Makai that she'd left Grisha guards to protect their grandmother at the Palace of the Thousand Stars. They knew that threat wouldn't stop Makai, and they also knew that she couldn't use her Tavkarad against Leti Kurtaban. They would never raise a hand against a Tavban queen, even if that queen no longer sat the throne. So who could Makai use against a fighting force of Grisha? Soldiers who supposedly didn't exist their care good to deploy them. She had to get a message to one of her secret laboratories and Tamar scouts had followed End quote. So we know that was kind of a setup. Tamar goes to kind of like investigate and check in a little bit closer. And Ari and Mayu are um, standing back and they discuss how Ari wanted to live in the country and Mayu would have been um, pretty much made to go with her. Um, she would have gone off with her because she's her um soldier, and um, emotionally asked Mayu if she would have followed in the footsteps at, com- like, the committing suicide and the murdering. Because remember, um, Mayu was passed out during that time. So she's asking her, like, a pretty personal question, kind of like, you were one of my guards, my guards all did this to me, mm-hmm. would you have done it? And... They all just, like, they very much follow the queen and the orders, and she pretty much kind of, like, I think she regrets it, but she says she would have she would have died with her sister. Tamar returns um, in a Tavgarad uniform. Eri loses it because she's like, uh-uh, you're not supposed to be wearing that. And Tamar's like, yeah, I can. I have a right to wear it, and I can't enter there looking like a Grisha from Ravka. Right. So um, I love this next quote because of the description of the Tavkarad uniform. Mayu tried to push aside her outrage. Tamar had dressed in the black uniform of the Tavkarad; her short hair hidden by the tilted black cap, the carnelian falcon at her shoulder. Mayu knew these things; these symbols of honor and tradition shouldn't matter to any to her anymore, but they did. I just think that's neat because, like, I just I lo- like a strong woman in a. Awesome bad butt uniform. That just <laughs> sounds great. Um Tamar tells Ari that she needs to be careful. They don't know what they're about to walk into. Um Makai's messenger had left already 15 minutes ago. So airy had to survive. They keep on presenting that to her as if that's not gonna make her more nervous. Like by the way, we have no clue what we're about to walk into, but you need to survive. I'm sorry. I'm carrying <laughs> I everywhere. I one
0: up my nose. I took a breath.
1: Oh, no. That's horrible. <laughs> I felt it. it. At least it's not a bug. Have you ever, like, you know when you Oh, you're, yeah. That, or, yeah.
0: When you, like, take a, like, an inhale with your mouth open, then you're like...
1: <clears throat> and you know what's worse is I'm, like, you know, I'm all over the place. I'm a very handsy person, so it's probably making this worse. I should probably try to stay as still as you're possible. <laughs> Well, I love you for dealing with it. You do you. I I do. <laughs> um, anyways, they walk up to the entrance um, and are stopped by a guard, obviously. And this is where we get to see Aerie do something she's never done before. She pretty much acts very strong and like her sister. She pretty much, um, she says, hey, did you just get the message from my sister? Well, I've got a new one. There's a new message and it's got this green seal on it. And the, like the guards, like, can I see it? And Aries like, um, excuse me. And in this way that like, obviously, like, she says she's like, I beg your pardon. And she's never done anything like that. And the like, guard is like, holy poop, I shouldn't have done that. Um, luckily, because that wasn't a real seal. Um, anyways, she actually like, I feel like I see her growing in this moment because she just is being strong and she's getting them in there. Um, She's just, she's going to. So um, they enter and... Aerie convinces the guards that the message from Akai to get the caregood ready for battle was a mistake. And that she is here to deliver this news to abort preparing the caregood. So she asks the doctor in charge if he would show her around and he agrees. Aerie is kicking butt at this acting. And, and anyways, the doctor begins his tour of Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's how I feel. It's like a unique build of build a bear where we threw away all the bears and replaced them with humans and <laughs> dinosaur parts to create an absolutely terrifying being <laughs> um, because that's what this is. Um, and I didn't really understand the process of all this until reading it the second time that there's two Grecia involved with this. Like um doctor so the doctor calls them volunteers, by the way, which we know that ain't true. Um they use sedatives um to help like help the Grisha be able to like calm down and also parem is used. Um he mentions how they use it on the care good to help with restlessness they have at night, considering they don't need to sleep. So Mayu hears that, and she's like, why do the Kergu not need to sleep? Um, So put a pin in that. Ari asks where they come from. Here's the quote. Well, willingly enough, after this first taste of parem, he gestured to Bergen and the Grisha rose. He... "'Wore a kind of uniform, loose gray trousers and a tunic of the same fabric. "'Mayu saw desperation in his face, the same helplessness the other prisoners shared. "'But there was something else there, too. Rage. He was still angry. He was still fighting. "'Bergen was a translator working for a shipping for a shipping concern in Fjorda. "'but when his powers were discovered, he tried to flee the country. "'Our troops intercepted him and offered sanctuary.' Fury flared in Bergen's blue eyes. Mayu doubted the doctor's story bore much resemblance to the truth. Bergen had probably been dosed by the shoe troops and taken captive to serve as a volunteer. So there's like this buddy system in place that I'm getting. There's the volunteer Grisha who creates the care good, right? Like that like, I mean, it's just this weird, like I just didn't realize that. Like it it's to create a care good. Am I reading this right? Like that, there are, it involves two Grisha. One g- takes the par M so they can create the care but the care is also a Grisha right. that they're like, so yeah. yeah, I just, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Um, you know, second read through. Anyways. Uh, is the it's the Khergud.
0: I don't think the care are always Grisha.
1: So like I, I think mean, it's
0: can be because Ram I don't think okay is Grisha I think it's like soldiers like strong soldiers but the Grisha obviously have to help
1: okay so I got confused I see what you're saying yeah okay so it's not what I thought um okay so the Grisha are just used to create the Caregood um okay I get what you- yeah that makes so much sense Lord. I,
0: I mean I could be wrong but I that's what my brain.
1: Well, girl, it's my chapter. Because,
0: because Raym isn't.
1: Yeah, you're right. Grisha. Okay. You're right. And, and that makes perfect sense. So all y'all, I love y'all out there. I'm sure some of you were screaming at me. But hey, that's the fun of this. <laughs> um, so the doctor wants to show a new experiment as of lately. Um, before Mayu looks, she knows that what she's about to see is her brother. Um, And here's this quote, because I have to read it. Ram laying sleeping inside the chamber. He had the same troubled expression as the others. As if in his dreams, he was not the hunter, but the prey. She hadn't seen him in almost a year, but he was the same Ram. Tall and lean, his long hair pulled back from his face in a high knot, the way he'd always worn it. He had a tiny half-moon scar on his cheek from when he'd been hit by a rock. A rock Mayu had thrown in anger... Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit. Um, Important part. Wings had been attached to his back and bent at his hips were metal pincers jointed like insect legs. Mayu felt her stomach turn. I can't even picture that. Like, I mean, like, I just can't. Um, (laughs) um, Tamar says that she sent scouts to go uh, wake up the ministers. She wants to get Maki to get exposed. Um, And she doesn't want Maki to have time to clear him out. And then a voice from the background comes out. And uh, the voice says, but we already intercepted your scouts, says Queen Makai. Uh-oh, boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Queen Makai there. So this is our short scene. It's the end of this chapter um, because I wanted to play the ferocious Queen (laughs) Makai. I've never done it. And these lines are just like... Right on. It's very short, but it's going to end out this chapter, which I'm sure you guys are very happy for. So, anyways, here we go. Um, are you ready, by the way? Yes. Okay, perfect. So, curtain up. Oh, and um, a special thank you for our background music created by Kendra Dantes in year 26. Um, and Terry's playing Mayu. <laughs> Sweet airy, Maki said. Did you really think I was that easily outwitted? You are so new to this game, and I have been playing since we were children.
0: Ram! Mayu whispered urgently. She squeezed his hand. Ram, wake up! They needed to get free of this place right now.
1: Allow me, said the queen, pressing a series of buttons on the wall, a loud hiss sounded, and a faint orange mist shot from spigots at the head of the container.
0: Her brother's eyes snapped open as he inhaled the stimulant. Rayam? He looked at Mayu, his expression
1: blank. This sentimental bond of Kebin has never made sense to me, said Maki. Makai, I was supposed to be born a twin, but I murdered him in the womb, or so my nursemaid told me. She said it was why I was born with only half a soul. I'm going to enjoy watching your brother kill you all.
0: Ram, it's me. It's Mayu. He gripped her hand harder. Yes, it's me. You know me. Ram, you have to come with us.
1: Go on, the queen said. Do what you were made to do.
0: Ram's fists clenched. Mayu screamed and collapsed to her knees as her brother broke every bone in her hand.
1: End scene. Curtain call. Um, I know that was short, but like, dang. That sucks.
0: Yeah, that's a oh, lot.
1: That was. Um, okay. I know I had a lot in that chapter. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No, I it's a lot of information too.
1: There was because it was the first time we like really got to know more about like the Shuhan stuff. Okay, so I'll stop talking so you can do um <laughs> chapter um
0: Chapter twenty five. Nina, what Nina. up what is she doing? Surprise. Um Nina and Hanna have a plan to get into the Driscella sector again to get Magnus Upjur out of there. <laughs> so
1: they're gonna go back. <laughs> yeah, Thank God. Remember
0: he's in that cell. Yes. Um, she has already destroyed the letters. And was that the best thing to do? I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think because the letters denounce, basically, um, you know, Nicolaius King, maybe it would have been. But, like, to just destroy the letters kind of, like, just hits wrong.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like a very impulsive action. for something that's very, like, you I know. I mean,
0: I assume she doesn't want anybody to know. So like that's the best way for no one to know, um, yes. but it just oh I don't know the uh, I guess historian in me or whatever is like
1: oh there's like important letters that you just destroyed them but you know well exactly I mean I agree like I mean they could be put in a time capsule and read way after they're dead <laughs> so people know but I mean when you
0: write the biography <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes the biography of um of Nikolai's heritage and
0: Magnus Uptur. Ooh, up your Um, um Hana is going to get climbing gear and they're going to climb into a window. <laughs> they're going to free Magnus, change his clothing and have him just walk out among all the party people. I mean, that's very Kaz, right? Like that's
1: it is I wonder
0: where she's learned that from. Yeah. So but there's a problem.
1: Oh, there. Little
0: bitty problem. When she gets to the cell, it's empty. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> that's weird. Uh while she's trying to rummage around, yeah, you know, she's trying to like figure out what happened. <laughs> Did they like kill him? Did they take him somewhere? So she's trying to go through all this stuff. And in all the rummaging, she sees the plans for like the war gear, um like plans for weapons. Mm-hmm. And then she finds a report that he has escaped. He <laughs> let himself free.
1: Do we have, like, I, I don't know if it said it. Do we know, like, how long it's been, like, since she, like, first saw him in there and now going back? I know that's random. Like It's,
0: it's, it's, I, I think, I want to say it's, like, the next day or.
1: Okay. I was just wondering.
0: because yeah, she was trying to work fast. Um, And so in this report, they blamed him for taking the letters. So no one's ever going to know that she was the one that destroyed him. But they also found a piece of sharpened bone So if we remember when she found him in the first place he grabbed at her yes and so she thinks that in that grab it wasn't just to get her attention it was to try <gasps> to get anything Ooh, from her oh yeah to pick the lock and found those little bone shards in
1: there so Ooh. he
0: used that to pick the lock can we say nikolai's father
1: <laughs> that is like wow that's amazing. Yes. I did not catch that, that yes. the first read. So mm-hmm. like that's incredible. That's a MacGyvering.
0: That's Nikolai. That's Sturmhund, right? Like it's very in line. Like that's obviously where he gets his, yeah. his skills.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um she hears a noise and she has to get the heck out of Dodge. Um, but it's too late because there's Joran. Oh. She turns into Mila instantly and turns into, you know, this like, oh, gosh, I'm so scared. What am I doing? Um, she tells Joran that she's waiting there for Broom to do awful things.
1: Yes. Yeah, so is awkward <laughs> because, I mean, obviously she's not supposed to be there at all. How did she get in? I mean.
0: Yes. Yeah, so she has to come up with something quick. And it's that she's um, meeting Broom for inappropriateness and joran isn't like surprised about this so this obviously <laughs> is well. something that's happened before but he's just concerned that she's in there by herself um and that she got in there in the first place because <laughs> uh, broom's nowhere around um but she's as she's contemplating this she's also trying to decide if she's gonna kill him like in her brain she's like right. Do I just off him now? She's got her shards ready, and this is where our scene comes in. Ooh. And it's it's a little long, um. Hey, but there were like many pieces that came together in here, and there. So you know, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: hey, um, my son has got to learn a monologue, so we've been talking a lot about like cold readings and acting. Oh. So who you playing? Who am I playing? Or, I'm playing.
0: This... I'm playing Nina. Okay, and you're playing Joran.
1: Jorin. Is this a cold
0: reading for you? Is that what brought that up?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I have not. All right. But that's a cold okay. cold scene. I have done some really good cold readings recently. Well, good. Um, I, I got some from Mean Girls and like I was just showing them how to do it. Even one that literally like I mean like total cold reading where I had never read it, had no clue what it was at all. All right. So like and I did good.
0: Well, let's let
1: let's, so let's, let's, let's do good. Yeah. So here we go. So um Curtain. Um oh, a special thank you for our background music created by Kendra Dantes in year 26. By the way, Kendra Dantes is rocking it. Um yeah, check mm-hmm. out Music is on Netflix Lucifer season end. Mm-hmm. I don't know, last season. So, um we love you Kendra. Okay, curtain up.
0: Nina stepped to the left, maneuvering so that the light shone directly on Joran's face to to aid her aim, then paused. Those are relics. Bones spread out on an altar cloth, laid atop a trunk for clothes, a woodblock carved with the rough shape of a sun propped up against the
1: wall. Joran tried to move his body to block her view, but it was too late.
0: That's an altar, Nina said to the saints. That's why you're not with the prince tonight. You came here to pray. Jorun didn't try to deny it. He stood as if rooted to the spot, motionless in the way of an animal sensing danger. He didn't know the half of it. She should kill him now, quickly, easily. Whose bones are those? She kept her voice gentle, easy, as if she were about what he, as if she was asking about what he'd had for dinner last night and not hearsay committed within the walls of the Ice Court.
1: Jorn opened his mouth. She saw his throat bob, and the words seemed to fight their way out. Alina's, he rasped. I I, I bought them down in Jerholm. I, I know they're probably fake, but... But they brought you comfort.
0: People all over Ravka, and maybe now Fjorda, too, kept relics that had supposedly belonged to the saints. Finger bones, a fragment of spine, scraps of an ancient garment, Nina's power told her that the bones Joran had purchased weren't even human.
1: She was a soldier, he said, almost pleading. She saves people, Fyridans and Rovkins alike.
0: Is that what you want? Nina drew a little closer. She could hear voices in the hall. She needed to get out of here, get back out that window and down the ice moat with Hana. But she also needed Joran to trust her. If he mentioned her presence here to Broom, she was done for.
1: I want to be good. He shook his head, fighting... His own logic. Soldiers aren't good. They're loyal. They're brave.
0: He had never seemed so young. She forgot sometimes that he was only a boy, really, not even 17. They can be good, too.
1: Not us. He looked to her then, his blue eyes haunted. Not me.
0: Alina Starkov wasn't just a soldier, she said very quietly. She was Grisha.
1: He squeezed his eyes shut, head bowed as if ready to take the beating he knew he deserved. I know. His voice was harsh. I know it is sacrilege.
0: Not necessarily.
1: Joran's eyes snapped open.
0: Maybe Grisha power isn't quite what we've been led to believe, she said. Those were Matthias's words from so long ago. Hmm. They've been a balm to her, a gift that had helped her heal and accept who she was. Maybe their power... Is a gift from Jell. One more way he shows his strength in this world.
1: No, no, that's blasphemy. That's.
0: Who are we to say we know the mind of God? Are there other among you who feel this way?
1: Yes, said Joran. His jaw jutted forward. But I will not give you their names.
0: I didn't ask for them. I never would. Could you help me get back to the White Island?
1: Yes, he said. I'll help you. You must find a way out of his household.
0: She would. When her work was done, and not before. I will, but I cannot leave Hana. As she said the words, she knew they were true.
1: Jorn hesitated. It would be better if you kept her away from the prince. He's not... he's weak.
0: He grows stronger every day.
1: Jorn gave a sharp shake of his head. I've known plenty of wounded men, people who have lost limbs, who live with pain or sickness. They bear their suffering without ever playing the games that Rasmus does. The flaw is not in his body, it's in his soul.
0: He's been nothing but good to Hana at the hunt. He was humiliated. That
1: wasn't the first time he lashed out. I saw him knock a boy from his horse and claim it was a joke. The child split his skull on the cobblestones, but no one said a word because Rosmus is prince.
0: He's changing. She said more hope than she felt. The stronger he feels, the less he'll need to prove his strength.
1: He was testing his new strength, said Joran, waiting to see who will stop him. And you know, no one will.
0: Nina set her foot on the invisible path, feeling the cold of the water through her boots. She made herself go slowly, carefully, when all she wanted was to run from the Druskella sector and the truth in Joran's words. She clutched her coat tight against the chill in the air. There was nothing else to do but keep moving forward. You choose your path. You hope to find a way home again.
1: End scene. Curtain up. So it was actually longer
0: than... (laughs) I thought it was great. So, I, like, piece things together. I did. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, because it was actually a lot longer. But we needed to know that Joran actually prays to Grisha, basically.
1: It's, yeah, he um,
0: That there are others. And that he is in this, like, Druskella thing. So, like, uh, that is a big deal.
1: It's, it's our first time, like, actually seeing it because we heard rumors about it. Uh-huh. Now we actually have, like, proof that, I mean, like... This Fjordans. person that's
0: so close to the prince, too.
1: Yeah. And, Fjord, like, I mean, just Fjordans are believing in... Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes sense because, I mean, Fjorda doesn't, like, have religion really except for Jell, still, yeah. But we don't know much about that. Like, I mean, at least, like, I don't know. If the country below me was having saints that were apparently alive and then dying and, like, moving around compared to, like, the spirit that's in a tree... <laughs> I mean, like I would be like, you know, that seems interesting. I mean, I don't know. Um, and then
0: we've got where he's um, warning about the prince, saying yeah. that he's not nice and that um, needs to keep Han away from him. So,
1: yeah, he that surprised me. Um, I really didn't expect when I read that for the first time to go in that direction. Um, but I think it's neat, and you know, it's crazy we were reading about these saints because I literally like I didn't know much about sainthood and like catholicism Mm -hmm. and someone like let me ask them questions because i'm you know i'm just the jew (laughs) that i mean i don't know much about it um i didn't know that you even like i didn't because she had a she had a necklace on that had um saint assisi on it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i've read that um prayer i think that's neat so and she explained to me how like yeah, you can pick a saint to, like, kind of look towards that you relate to. And she said there's, like, so many of them yes. in Catholicism. Yes. And, like, I was just like, that is so intriguing to me because I thought it was just, like, a made-up thing that I've read about in the verse.
0: You didn't know that that was kind of, like, I mean, I knew- based off of Catholicism?
1: No. Uh, no. Huh. To be honest, like, I mean, I'd heard of, like, the word saints and stuff like that, but I didn't know that, like, it literally like i mean catholicism had so many of them and you like each saint so much each saint represents like
0: a different yeah. thing and just if you like, and if you need some strength in a specific area then you can pray to that saint
1: i just found it fascinating because like i just didn't know that i mean
0: well or, look at you being more worldly through the verse.
1: <laughs> oh girl i know and i mean come on i mean i'm jewish and all so i mean I'm making Caden, um, by the way, um, he is, he's, he doesn't have to write an essay, but I'm making him read the book Night by Eli Wiesel. Did you ever have to read that in high school? It's a very small book. No. It was, um, it's a true story. of It's a Holocaust, um, memoir. Um, Eli Wiesel wrote it and it's his, it was when he was 13, it's him going to Auschwitz and it's, um, it's very short, um, which makes it good for, like, high schoolers, but it's very powerful because it's just the age and, like, the truth. And um, anyways, he's reading it. And I find it—I just think it's neat because, like, we brought Caden into our home, and, like, Chris practices Buddhism. I like like the traditions of Judaism, and I'm more spiritual. We are very much like, Caden, we're not pushing anything on you. We want you to learn and figure out what you want and, like— it was interesting because he was intrigued by it. He asked me questions. Yeah. Like, he actually, like, he got the book, like, and he highlighted things and came and asked me questions. And, like, I just thought it was, like, it was a really neat little thing to have. And um he, like, just, I don't know. It was, it was nice. And I was like, yeah, don't let anybody. He t- started talking about how some people made fun of him at school because he doesn't believe in God. and I was like, well, honey, that's where we live. And you know what? That's okay. Let them laugh. I mean, let them make fun of you. You can believe in whatever you want. I mean, and I could say something right now, but I'm not going to. Um, so <laughs> I, um, we just have a very open household, and I think it's cool. And I've actually um, been studying so much about the fairies. I've been learning so much about all the different solstices mm-hmm. and, uh, like, how, like, they're just beautiful. I connect to, like, it's just, like, it's beautiful traditions. And um, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm sorry, but all that was stolen, like... Christmas and Easter, all that stuff is <laughs> stolen. That was not made up by, like, I'm sorry, like, that all is from, like, pagan holidays. And, like, anyways, it's just neat. Um, because those holidays, like, I mean, they were just celebrated, like, kind of like, were they considered holidays?
0: I mean, yeah. Festival? They were, they were celebrations.
1: And it was just everybody did mm-hmm. it. Anyways, we are probably like at, I don't want to ask Chris what our time is. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So not too bad. He just uh, let us know it's an hour and four minutes. So, hey, I thought it could be a lot worse. But um, let's... It's that special, special time. Cause, did you finish your... Yes. Okay. All done. Just making sure. So, um, yeah. So those are two filled chapters with, like, information of characters that we really had, like hadn't seen in a while. That's the one thing about this book is there are more storylines to kind of connect with and to remember. <laughs> um, and anyway, so. Okay. Well, it's that very special time for...
0: Grecia Cast, Cast News, News. <laughs>
1: See, I can do that. but <laughs> Yeah. So funny. I can't believe like I had still have this. And who like who buys a 13-year-old show? A I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so, moving on
0: <laughs> to Alex in the Field. Uh,
1: love our Al- love our Grecia in the Field.
0: Hi, Hi Alex. Alex! Hello. And how
1: are you? I'm good. <laughs>
0: good. <laughs> sure. Just, we'll
1: I'm a go <laughs> little warm to be honest. Um Posty. Just a little bit. I mean, it's just a small little cover up, but um a Just little. a little fur. Just a little fur. <laughs> hey, it's all faux fur. Anyways, <laughs> how are you? How is how is the verse? Uh well, there's Nothing going on with the Grishaverse. Cool.
0: <laughs> unfortunately.
1: <laughs> hey. Uh,
0: we're just waiting for news to come out with them at this point. They're about to start filming within the next few months. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: And absolutely. Like, I mean, there's not going to be news for a while. We um had news like every week for a while. And we have to remember that before that, there was news like every year maybe (laughs) so um yeah we're gonna hit some like low points but that's okay we know that everything's being made and in progress right now so exactly yeah well well thanks
0: for her keep on being in that field (laughs) i know
1: absolutely it's gonna start getting cold so i mean bundle up up. soon hopefully hey maybe i could lend you some Gregory. Yeah. This will keep you warm. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. You be good, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs> okay. Well, that was expected. Thank you, Grisha in the Field. Love you. Um, you just hang out there. Probably won't get any news till a while. But we know it's cooking. It's being cooked. Um, <laughs> so Real quickly, thank you to our Fable Book Club. We love you. And check us out if you want to. That's a really great way to connect with other readers. And, um, yeah, it's just a, a different—it's it's neat. It's an app you can download. A free app. Yep. I also would like—we had—want uh, to thank Joanne from Wontog, New York. Ooh. Um, thank you so much. Um, she left us a review, and she likes us. Thank you. You really like me.
0: <laughs> Reviews are grand. Thank you.
1: Yes, they are. Um, she she listened, She likes us. Um, she started listening to us about two months ago uh, after finished reading the Shadow and Bone trilogy. She says, I listened to you guys on my drive to and from work, and you kept me company on my drive down to my family vacation. Love listening to you and reading alongside you guys. Big fan. Great podcast. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. Thanks. It's nice. And I think it's hilarious because, like, I if you have time, review us. That's great. But I asked so much of you listeners to do, and I realized that, like, I listen to podcasts and I don't do any of the things that I ask you guys. Um, I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> like, um, I am. Um, so, for the ones that do, thank you so much because I know that that takes time out of your day um, to look it up and do it. Um, podcasts are really easy to listen to, but to like, you know, actually go and rate it or to leave, like, thank you for taking the little, like, just the moment to do that. It makes us feel happy because we know we're like, at least doing something, someone's getting out, something out of it, but um, yeah, so thank you so much. Yay. Um, yeah, so next week we'll be continuing Grease and we'll be doing chapters 26 through 28. Yeah, the chapters kind of go a little weird here, but um, yeah, I did want to show one thing, and I've showed it before. This is our lovely Ism Rude. This is ism rude. <laughs> Um ism rude If you you remember, you have to. And if you don't, then just go to Siege and Storm, uh, Ruin and Rising, um, where Terry and I covered it. Um, and that begins a whole charade of us just being obsessed with a worm who was mentioned once um, in Lee Bardugo's Grishaverse, but. The point I'm showing him to you is because we actually are finally about to send him out. Um, he is going to on a world tour. So, he's been stuck under Robka for so long. Well, it's time to get out, girl. So, we're going to send him around. And it's going to go to, of course, GrishaCast fans, only if you want to. Um, pretty much, we're going to send this worm to you. He's going to have a cute little passport. And you take a picture with him in a place that you love or a famous place where you live by and we're going to put that on our socials and we're going to watch him go around the world and um there's more rules to it I'm going to explain it later but I just want to let you know we're getting close this isn't is, rude and um, yeah so thank you so much for listening if you want to send us this pictures of your cosplay please do we um will be picking if we get anybody, we will pick winners and you can either be like a little co-host on an episode or for the first time, get a little Grisha cast like um, gift bag. <laughs> I know. Tara's like, oh, yeah, we do have a little bit of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little bit of merch um, and we are we're getting there. So anyways, next week. yep, yeah, we got the um, 26 through 28 and um, yeah. Long live the Grishaverse.
0: Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. no mourners. No funerals.
1: This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at
0: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Gritika.
1: A very special thank you to Kendra Dantes and Year 26 for the amazing background music and our wonderful staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, and Amber. la 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 la.